This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we're watching Dax. I'm Derek, and this is my first time being introduced to Trill Culture. And I'm Van Velding, and I know slightly more about Trill Culture than Derek. You ready? Yes. Three, two, one, engage. So uh, I, when this episode started, uh, I knew it was going to be about Dax. And so I Context, uh, had this little timer in my head about uh, how long it would take us for Bashir to hit on Dax. And uh, we, op we open up with it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely open up with it. Right to that. Yeah. I do love, um, like, this is the episode where we actually get uh, Cleon Coffee for the first time. Roctogino's, which become one of the... Oh, the, oh the, okay, yeah, he does mention this. Um, it's it's kind of interesting because I, I assume this is the evening because she talks about going to bed, but she's already yeah. finishing. Um, I like how she's blowing him off, by the way, but she's already finishing yeah. her cup of coffee. She takes another sip. Oh, man, like yeah. that's kind of gross, isn't it? <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, like, do you work on, like, some medical problem? And like, oh, and by the way, we could just have sex instead of, like, do any of this shit. And it's like, come on, man. Like, she hasn't shown any interest. None. Zero. He's a young dude. He's determined. He's used to, to, to being successful sexually. So. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I guess that's a thing. And, I, I mean, she isn't. She, yeah, this is, like, a weird thing. Like, obviously, I get, you know, the violins say it should be ominous, but. Uh, for a while, I thought that's all this dude could say was Dax. <laughs> like maybe yeah. that was he was like a Pokemon. He only said Dax. Yeah, yeah. But if that's the case, he would be Dax. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, maybe I mean Pokemon. maybe that's his issue. Maybe he um, he thinks that that this Dax is stolen stolen identity. Uh, so we do like a Hodor thing with him. But, yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah, that could be it too. But yeah, uh, Chief O'Brien isn't in this episode. Yeah. Neither is Jake Sisko. They're off doing other things. This so. is uh this is a little gross where he's like, Oh, she didn't say no, so I'm gonna go try again. <laughs> yeah, so Doctor right. She Didn't Say No is the worst Bond villain. <laughs> Doctor Jake Say No, that's pretty good. Um I like how his like validation process is just like, Hey Dax <laughs> Dax knows how to avoid subpoenas. He's just like, say, Hey, are you Dax? She's like, Who's asking? <laughs> that's a woman who's never been served before. The classic, like, uh, tele, not telecommuter, robocaller um, methodology. But, you know, props to Sex Pest Bashir. Uh, he does, um, <laughs> you know, get into a scrap uh, because his friend's in trouble. So, yeah. And he that's doesn't somewhat hear because she's a girl, I guess, or she's cholesterian. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I wasn't too sure what that whole, like, <gasps> I took your hood yeah. off gasp was, but. It was a thing, I guess. You're hoping for a plot line, but it turns out he just won't hit a woman. Yeah. Which um, he gets his ass kicked for, so what, instant karma there. Yeah, sucks to be you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess good job getting knocked out for your beliefs, I guess. I know, yeah. that's not the first time we, we get the whole, like, can't hit a woman. Um, I think later, uh, Cisco's like, if you were still Curzon, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, you know... <laughs> I mean, what makes you think this Dax is going to kick your ass? Um, yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I, I mean, spoilers, but honestly, if, if, if there was money on a fight between the two, yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't know where to put it. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe that's the deal. He's like, if you didn't know your 
John Delarian Kung Fu, I would have punched <laughs> yeah. the crap out of you. Like, Curzon was 50. He was an old man. I could take him, but... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That would have been good. It was like, man, if you were still old and decrepit, I'd beat the shit out of you. <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, you're young and, and pretty, pretty yes. tough right now, so I'm, yes. I'm not going to hit you this time, Dax. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I clearly can't win, so I'm not going to start anything, Dax. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't... One thing I never thought I would ask myself is, where does the episode of Deep Space Nine, Dax, land on the issue of hitting women? Because it's inconsistent on the message. Yeah. And it, it comes up a few times, which is... Uh, okay. Yeah. But. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, I think that... Uh, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I, you know, I just, yeah. just whatever. It's probably always going to be a part of TV in some respect uh, because of like standards and practices. Um, you know, I, I think modern shows do a better job of just like, hey, women can fight too. And that means they can take a hit. And like women can also beat people up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like if you're going to do that, like, I think a dude can punch another dude and it passes without comment. I think if a dude just punches a woman, like we have to see that she's actually tough and has agency and she can take care of herself. And like, yeah. you need more scaffolding around it for it to work. Um, yeah. Um, anyway. And so they're, they're still working on like some station issues, I guess on the one hand, we got like some sort of filtration filtration problem, but it took me a, a little bit to realize this is a different problem, uh, some graviton problem. Yeah. I guess Chief O'Brien's missing, so the station's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, classic. The guy who knows yeah. things. And also, uh, I like the characterization of Bashir here, where, yes, he's young, he's kind of a sex pest, but um, he also runs right into the action without calling for help. Like, the first thing you do is you call for help. Yeah. And then and, you get involved in it. And he collaborates. He's like, no, that's not where he is. I just have her badges. Like, that was good. Yeah. Like, he didn't just, like... Because, I mean, there are a lot of times when we do this scene transition through a, uh, like a com badge. Like we just drop whatever the previous scene was on the floor, but yeah. he's listening in and he's like, he hears it. He's like, Oh no, 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 don't know. That's I'm on that level. I have a com badge. They took it off. Yeah. Cycle through those four scenes, guys. If you were yeah. to cycle through more of them, you might reveal how few sets you have, but, <laughs> <laughs> but th yeah, this is our escape. Like we're doing, we're doing a car chase, baby car chase yeah. in space. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of Technobabble, Technobabble. Oh, it's the counter to the Technobabble. We'll deploy the counter to the counter to the Technobabble. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, like, what's one thing that's kind of frustrating is that their, their solutions to their, the, like, they do things to trap them. And then the solution is just pull out a panel, put it on a panel, press some buttons, and then I win. It doesn't yeah. feel like they achieved anything. It just like, oh, I just came prepared, I guess. And so there's yeah. no skill involved, so it feels a little hand wavy. But it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with this because it does still feel like there's a little bit of tension here, definitely. Having watched Inside Man last week, I can't help but be disappointed by what is a reverse heist, essentially. Yeah, that's that's um, fair. It's a clever movie. So, but I we do understand they're like, hey, what do we have? What are they trying to do? Oh, I know what they're doing. They're they're trying to warp away, so it's only these ships, and then Odo like deploys staff to it so, quick enough. So, would this have been a heist movie if like when he said, "Hey, Dax," she turned around and is like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, would that like, have made I need this you for another heist? There's another <laughs> bigger war criminal. 
Yeah. <laughs> Someone committed double treason. Double treason. <laughs> That's what we need you there's, for, Dax. There's a symbiote inside the symbiote. Dun dun. All right. Yeah. I like that Cisco here is sitting down doing doing controls. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. so like now their last bit is like having getting the tractor beam like set up. And this is a good bit of cinematography, I say, uh, because the tractor beam does go off, but it goes completely off screen. So there's like a beat where you don't know if, like right here, yeah. you don't know if you got him or not. It's like, all right, we got right. him. It's a great bit. And again, it's another thing that I never appreciated DS9 doing is how they layer things. They go from Kira to Cisco, then back to Kira, and like they move the focus as, as characters come through this environment. Are you guys just now getting here? Odo said to seal off <laughs> all of the docking yeah. rings. And you so, guys are just now getting uh, here. Uh, as Odo passed through them, this is coming up in your review. <laughs> like, yeah. <he> goes, <laughs> we told you to go to the docking rings. And then five minutes later, we're in an elevator. And you guys get into the same... We were already on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting for you on the elevator. No, that is not what going to level five means. That is a bad response time. Anyway. So he's like, we have a warrant. I'm like, that yeah. was your last resort? Yeah. Right. Maybe you We're, are cops. You seem yeah. like legit law enforcement. We're bounty hunters, baby. <laughs> Look, we're executing a no-knock warrant, okay? Yeah, a no-knock warrant. Uh, it turns out in space, since there aren't really a lot of doors, no-knock just means kidnapping. Yeah. Light assault of a Federation officer. Yeah. What's a little light assault between friends as a treat? <laughs> we were so, executing a warrant. Yeah. You guys should just be lucky we didn't kill anyone. Then one of us may have been placed on administrative leave. Yeah. Anyway. And I, yeah, 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 exactly. Well, one of the things that's kind of interesting about this, and I guess we get to a little bit later, but um, there is a reason why they went through all these theatrics. And I didn't really catch that until Cisco brought it up. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And, and the deal is, is that uh, I guess there, there was a civil war on their planet. Yeah. And they think that uh, Curzon Dax, Jax's, Jax, Dax's previous host, uh, was sent in there to mediate. Um, and now they're trying to charge Curzon Dax, even though Curzon died in the Dax symbiotes now in Jadzia. Yeah. And so um, what is, what's interesting, I, like Cisco has like a weird mode of speech for me, at least. Like he... I guess it's just he is like passionate. Like that even brings up later where he's like, you're still having trouble controlling your anger. Uh, maybe that's just the way he controls his anger through that kind of like almost stilted kind of speech pattern that he has. He has a rhythm, yeah. Um, but it's a little weird because uh, he's like, let me tell you about Dax. And then he doesn't tell us about Dax until three sentences later. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and the, the, th the question that Odo asks is if you know the symbiont. And it's like, well... If he knew Curzon, he knew the peanut butter and chocolate version of Dax. And then yeah. we put peanut butter with the jelly and we get Jadzia. So it's yeah. like, does he really know peanut butter from those who experiences? And it's like, if anything, I'd argue he knows the peanut butter pretty well now. Yeah. 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 But, that, that, but that's so, the point of this episode. Yeah. And we, so we have like, you know, talking about layers, you know, we have another layer to this here. So, um... He's Cisco's frustrated because like, okay, um, I had to like do a lot of heavy lifting to prevent you from like being extradited and killed. Uh, yeah. What's going on? And, you know, Jadzia Dax is like, can't tell you. He's like, what the f <laughs> <laughs> What 
Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, we are 20 years. And so now you're like, wait, okay, now we have like a mystery part as well. So we're going to be managing this Theseus ship problem and this mystery in this episode. And there's a lot here, and I, and I like it. Yeah, and I, th- I like that they very efficiently lay out what the deal is because Dax is complicated. As a character yeah. in a TV show, she is complicated. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, I call you old man. We're yeah. friends. Are we still friends? Are we still not friends? And she's like, look, you're important to me, but like there's a difference between Curzon Dax and Jadzia Dax because that's like the point of this. Yeah. Yeah, this is like where Cisco like lays it down. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was asking myself, why is it that you went through all these statics? And then I realized this is a Bajoran station. And so uh, he's like, oh, no, that's we didn't. We, Bajor, we didn't know that. He's like, oh, really? Well, guess what? You don't have a treaty with Bajor. Uh, and I got a Bajoran right here and she's super mad. He's yeah. like, well, I'm trying to talk to you. He's like, no, you're talking to her now. Boom. Oh, that's so Mic great. <laughs> it's just the greatest look I have. I have an extradition treaty. Well, we have a Kira Norris. Yeah, yeah. It's like, listen, <laughs> I understand that your your extradition treaty has like all these formal words on it, and they're very fancy. Uh, but I have a very passionate once rebel fighter <laughs> that uh, just really doesn't like you being here. <laughs> it's so great. Like we talk about Picard being a collaborative leader, but like yeah. he literally steps aside. Yeah, lets Kira take I, to the front and gets behind her. That that is great. Like he's like, yeah, oh no, you're not talking to me anymore. You're talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you let me know if I can help you, but you're dealing with her. <laughs> and this, this could have been stilted and awkward in any other circumstance, but it yeah. just, it just works. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's pretty good. Like, uh, it's, it's a little, uh, yeah, like she has kind of like the, she definitely has like that face of like, I'm enjoying doing this a little too much. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. And the deal is, he's not like, I'm going to let you take over, Major. He doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, they just naturally shift. They don't mention the shift in power. Yeah, they didn't plan it. it Because he's like, because Bajor would be very adamant. And she's like, oh, yes, very adamant. Like, you can tell she just picked up on it. No. My perception is, ever since we walk into that room, she's in the background, waiting. Waiting like a cat. To to pounce. Like, oh, he's going to, I know he's going to give me an opening and I'm, I'm just waiting. But yeah, so here we get some, some classic, uh, shakedown, uh, you know, from Odo. Uh, you know, uh, this, I mean, I'm definitely comfort, I'm definitely getting used to Odo just, um, like having his, like, like just tributing his frontier justice, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, and whatever, that's fine if you want to want him to read as like some frontier man, but it's not so good if you want him to read as like a member of the Federation with integrity and honor and that sort of stuff. I mean, Odo's not, though. But he is part of the Federation. No, Odo's works for the Bajorans. Oh, I thought he, I thought that's what the combat, oh wait, no, that isn't a Federation combat. Okay, never mind then. Yep. I thought that was a Federation combat, my bad. Yeah, he was just, he worked for the Cardassians, but he was respected enough by the Bajorans that they um, kept him in his position. Yeah. I don't know if he has a rank. Hey, that's more in the background. I don't know if he has a rank <laughs> or if he gets paid yeah. or what his deal is. Bajoran uniforms are bizarre. Yeah. But. It's like, hey, listen, uh, there's a guy in security. Uh, I would keep him. Uh, he doesn't ask for a lot of money. He sleeps in a bucket. We think he's immortal. <laughs> um. <laughs> People seem to like him. Yeah. Well, some people seem like him. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so right. I mean, he's he's heavy handed. He kind of anticipates the problem, and he closes down like the casino. And then we get introduced to our, our like charismatic, no nonsense judge, who's like, "I want to yeah. be home by dinner." She's great. Um, her her name, the name of that actress is Anne Haney. She also played Rashawn Uxbridge in the episode where um, they find the whole planet's been blown up except for one little patch of ground, and a dude and his wife are there. Her <laughs> wife and her dude are what? there. How are we going to do it? Yeah, uh, yeah, but, I, I, I've seen her in a few other things, a few other TV yeah. shows, I think, and she is great for sure. Um, yeah. She does this kind of no nonsense authority figure very well. I feel. Yeah, this is one of our best pseudo trial episodes because they're very clear that it's not a trial. Say yeah. we're not going to pretend like this is a trial so that all of you legal nerds can throw shit yeah. at it. And I'm like, well done, Deep Space Nine. This yeah. is just an extradition hearing. It's loosey goosey. I'm like, fair yeah. enough, loosey goosey. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that uh, more trials could happen this way because, um, you know, so you wouldn't get all of the literal rules lowering, <laughs> uh, you know, coming out of the woodwork. But um, this is good. You know, this is like I like how we're like, hey, we're being informal and we're being introduced to our, our Theseus ship problem. You know, so yeah. uh, D- Dax uh, did a treason and a murder and now um, isn't in the same body. And so what's up? Yeah, yeah, so he's like, I'm going to make the very obvious argument that no one in this room wants to hear me make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in, in the deal with the ship of Theseus is that Theseus is a Greek hero. He had a ship. Uh, if you were to put the ship in a museum, eventually the planks of wood are going to rot out. You're pa- you replace the planks of the wood, and over enough time, you will have replaced all of the wood in the ship of Theseus. Is it still the ship of Theseus? Yeah. Um, you know, my, my suggestion is, of course it is, because as humans, we need to believe that because we sleep sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think usually some answer is some flavor of like your, what, it, what your pr- perspective is. Um, and this is kind of a good point. We eventually get there where it's like, hey, listen, um, we're talking about the death penalty. Um, and so I think we mentioned it here, but it kind of closes with this is the death penalty and some flavor of person that did not commit this crime is going to die as a result of like being extradited. So like, let's not do that. And yeah, good point. She doesn't seem to care, but Cisco's like, I don't give a crap. Uh, This is also a little like Odo E where he's like, uh, I want you to assume your conclusion. Like I get what he's trying to say. I want you to work backwards. Like, but if you were less charitable, you could say, you could read this as, I want you to manufacture evidence. <laughs> it does read that way. And Bashir rightly throws up an ideological opposition to that. Yeah. And Cisco's like, look, look for evidence as if it exists, which is, yeah. you know, do jobs as if you, was, uh, with the assumption that they're doable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like you can, yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like, I wish maybe we had a little bit of better word choice. It's not that big of a deal, but it just kind of get this sense of like, he, he's assuming what he wants to prove. Um, and so yes yeah and so then um does does cisco give a care about law and order like does he care about justice here or he just wants to you know like satisfy his desires essentially um and i i i don't i don't think you can walk away from this meeting with a clear-cut answer to that but it does leave you in murky water i think oh it absolutely does whenever we did measure of a man uh, with Picard and Riker on opposite sides of whether Dave is a person, Riker's like, man, I don't want to do this. 
but it's my duty to pursue right you know the 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 angle i've been given and to some extent cisco is pursuing the angle he's been yeah. given except he hasn't been given the angle he's volunteering it yeah because he wants to save dax yeah um yeah and this is kind of like the if you put your faith in the rules then um you know you that's wild <laughs> yeah it's just funny like it's anyway but yeah if you put your faith in the rules um, then it doesn't matter who implements them. But in general, uh, in the real world, I would say it really doesn't matter what your rules or your laws are. It matters uh, the people that are in the place to enforce them. Like it's what they choose to enforce and what they choose to let slide and, and having that judgment is kind of what your functional experience of law will be, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Odo's an interesting guy because... He has his own sense of justice. Yeah. Um, but he'll use the law if he if he can to fulfill that sense of justice. Haranguing cork for building codes. Yeah, and we don't know where he comes from because isn't he like an orphan and he doesn't like he's the only one of his kind. I guess he wasn't raised by anyone. Like, where does all this <laughs> where does all this come from? They just pop out of a bucket. It's like, listen, you'll listen to me, you little ingrate. Like, where does this guy come from? I'm the security officer here. <laughs> That's a great question. There are there are a lot of questions you've raised, and I think we get answers to most of them over the series. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, and then said, here we get the yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah, I was just gonna recapping kind of what we're looking at here. This is interesting that like the only person that's interested in this extradition is the son of like the right. person de- that's dead. Um, even the 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 wife is not um, interested in this. So you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, there's, here's what the evidence is. And again, it's a great bit. It's a great way to introduce another character and then just still further our picture of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, like you're, you're kind of given this whole, um, this is the framework for like, uh, not a cover up, uh, a framework for a frame job, I guess. Um, because I mean, you're like, oh yes, uh, everyone but Dax has no, has an alibi. You're like, oh, well, crap. Um, but you know, obviously when you're kind of presented with that, a narrative, there's usually some holes that you have to kind of look and it's like either the person that like, it's usually like one of the people that you least suspect of doing it is going to be uh, the problem. And I thought it was, um, I, at this point in time, I can't remember what I had. I had this idea and I was completely wrong. Um, but I was pretty convinced of it. I'm like, I'm going to be upset if, um, you know, oh yeah, I think it was like uh, I believed that it was uh, Curzon, like Curzon like wanted to die to become a symbol so that his people would like rise up, like he knew enough about him, like that was my idea. Um, yeah, and I was like, man, if I if I if I clued into this this early on and I'm right, I'm gonna be frustrated. But I, I, I was <laughs> wrong, sometimes. so that's good. I'm glad because yeah. what we get is a lot better, I think. Yeah, and we're intrigued because she's like, hey, how's Curzon? I'm like, come on, Curzon Dax negotiated with the Cleons. <laughs> you know, he's four. kind of a, he's a lovable rogue, a bit of a scamp. <laughs> Did he not trend on Twitter for one day when he died? <laughs> but whatever. So she doesn't know Curzon's dead. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. They're trying to extradite Jazia Dax, a young woman. Yeah. And like she's, uh, the widow is like really affected by that. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. She's like, whoa, what do you mean he's dead? Uh, and so... He's like, yeah, you should have known something was wrong when he wasn't still banging you. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, whatever. Okay. Uh, so now we get this rando trill who's like, uh, I've had seven O's. He's like, all right, we accept you as a trill expert. I'm like, do they have a culture? Like how long have the trill been around? Like, shouldn't they all have their own like legal system? This can't be the first time like a host has swapped bodies where one guy committed a crime and then the body is new. Like, it feels like this should be a solved problem, but I get that would undercut the narrative some. You, you've, you've raised a lot of good questions and we will answer some of those over the course of the series. Um, but yeah, if, if the Trill just rock up with, with a thousand years of jurisprudence on symbionts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our narrative kind of going. ends there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could uh, kind of say... those guys say. They know what they're doing. Yeah, you could kind of say like, uh, oh, uh, we have this super thick scroll of, of all the Trill laws or whatever. Um, and, but you could like wrestle with that somewhat and that, that could be fine, but it's, um, it, I think it's better without it because, uh, it's okay if it's loosey goosey. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm saying that this prosecutor, I'm going to call him prosecutor. He's technically not. He's arguing yeah. for extradition is like, he's, he's making the Countess Bush flagrante, uh, argument where it's like, Oh, that wasn't me. That was my alter ego. Yeah. Countess, uh, Bucci flagrante. It, it wasn't me. Um, I've, I've changed who I am. I'm a different person now. Yeah. Um, and I guess like one, obviously you can't just call yourself Darth Vader and be like, no, I didn't kill those kids. <laughs> and can Skywalker kill those Yeah, kids. that's the only reason why he became Darth Vader. He's like, all right, cool. So I'm going to keep being known as Anakin Skywalker. And the Emperor is like, whoa, not so fast, man. Uh, you're still on the hook for all those kids. <laughs> you might want to go with a different name. <laughs> You betrayed the Jedi Order, but we killed the Jedi Order. I mean, yeah, but you betrayed them. That's a, that's a serious crime. Yeah, that's bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to change your name. You got to go to the house. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to get you a mask. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so, but I don't, I don't know what our human, what our allegory is. Like, usually the Trill are a pretty clear trans allegory, but you, you can't have... Um, you can't go on hormones and not be responsible for the murders you did before. So, like, that doesn't work. Um, well, I, th- I think what here, like, to, my read on this was about the kind of contiguity of human experience, you know. And so, um, every, you know, the, the French call, like, going to sleep, like, the little death. Uh, Le petit mort, I think, is, is the French phrase for, like, going to sleep. Uh, um, okay. And so this is kind of, in, in that kind of framework, what Cisco's saying is, like, hey, listen, I woke up from yesterday i'm a different person than than before and then um the prosecutor is is basically saying no no no, you have contiguous experience meaning you remember who you were yesterday therefore you're the same person that you were yesterday and um the i mean human philosophy can't give you really an answer on that because um i mean human biology you change you're you have whole new biology every seven years functionally so then what's so then are you the same person every seven years? I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, putting aside the the consciousness changing effects of Le, Le Petit Morte there, uh, yeah. I would say that uh, Bashir is an expert witness on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, and it seems awfully cerebral to be a Star yeah. Trek argument. I mean, yeah, it is. Even, and even it, Star and Trek. I don't know exactly. Like, I, it doesn't seem like they're trying to do a human allegory here. It does seem like they're, like, yeah. leaning into the Trill thing for sure. Um, I'm just kind of taking my own kind of interest in philosophy, I guess, uh, to it. 
But this is uh, what's interesting here, too, is that, like, uh, I guess he did what Cisco wanted him to, but um, he, he's hiding, like, some details, right, that, that mm-hmm. come when he gets, I guess, cross-examined. I don't know what the hearing version of that is. Yeah, I, um, it's a real, sh- like, one, I think Terry Farrell is the, the weak link in the chain of acting in the series. But is that, is that still- the Bashir dude? Huh? Is that the who's Terry Farrell? I'm sorry. She's she plays Dax. She plays Justin. Oh, okay, Dax. okay. Um, and it does no good to have her be completely impassive for the episode called Dax, where she does <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, give her something to do. Yeah. Like th- this is an episode that's supposed to be about Judzia Dax, but we're yeah. talking about Curzon. It's just Curzon, Curzon, Curzon. Yeah. And. All Dax and the way that Dax responds to this situation to like demonstrate her personality is to just be impassive and useless, and it's it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely a line that you could have drawn. Like, you could have written the character of Jadzia to say, "I can speak to some of this stuff, but there's a lo- there's like a line where I can't talk about it anymore." You know what I mean? Like, and you find out about that bit later, but you. It, it, this feels very like black and white. I don't say anything to exonerate myself, and and then that's it. Like, but you, you'd think that Dax would do something, like call the consulate of Trills or whatever. Yeah, we spend so much time trying to separate purple, a combination of red and blue, yeah. out of orange, a combination of red and yellow, that. You know, we could be saying, what if what if Dax was working against our heroes? What if yeah. we're like, she, she's telling us what happened, and so we perceive on that, but that's completely wrong, and we're wrong-footed. And Dax is like weaving this clever intrigue to wrong-foot us so that, yeah. you know, the wheels of justice on this could, could turn, and maybe yeah. we're actually in the wrong. And yeah. we're all like, okay, well, we protected our friend. We kind of broke the rules in doing it. Um, she outwitted us as well. Yeah, and then it turns out that it, it was she was doing it for what she perceived as the greater good. The widow comes in, um, reveals information we didn't know that exonerates Dax. Spoilers, yeah. I guess. And then we reevaluate how what we did was wrong, which Dax was saying during the episode, and we we appreciate why Dax was doing what she was doing. We're like, oh, look at Dax. She's she's clever and she thinks on her feet and she's serious yeah. about the things that she's done. Even even if it was things Curzon was done, it's like what a, what a responsible, principled young woman. Yeah, I mean, what my read on this is that, that that like they the line the line that you get of like Dax's personality is all gets delivered through Cisco so far. Like we don't see it in Jadzia at all, and that kind of tells me that like they don't want you to think of Dax as Curzon Dax because they want the actress who's a very attractive female to have like some love interest some later on. Like I'm still, I I'm willing to put money that some producer is like, no, no, no. She's got to hook up with somebody because she's too attractive not to. Um, I, I don't know if that was a push. I think, you know, she, she's one of our swinging young folks in their twenties capable of, of doing relationships as the episode needs. Yeah. So, you know, instead of having Riker fall in love with a girl, a woman uh, every few weeks, uh, or something like that, or Troy sometimes if they're feeling daring. You know, it's, it's going to be, you know, Dax and Bashir and and maybe someone else. Odo? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, he's a little fascist, but I'm sure he can put, he can leave that, he can leave work at home for the sake of a date, right? 
Uh, so, um, so yeah, we'll see. I think everybody here gets some gets some romantic interest from time to time, simply because it's you know easy drama. Yeah, but I mean the, the core the core argument here is that if we allow them to find Dax guilty, we will also kill Judzia. Yeah, like, and that's the bigger question: is can your can your death penalty punish an innocent person for the crimes. Yeah. The uh, this person. is kind of, this is kind of interesting. You know, so essentially it's kind of like, uh, there, there was a, uh, there's an abortion allegory in philosophy that I don't remember the actual name of, but essentially it comes to like some, some force of nature essentially abducts like, uh, a generally perceived to be like good individual and surgically links them to like, uh, a bad individual. If you kill one of them, you're going to kill both of them because they share like kidneys or something. Yeah. Um, so what's the moral question here? Like, do you, do you sacrifice one of them to save like the other or I don't know. I can't remember exactly how the formal argument goes, but yeah. essentially it's, it's something similar is, is that if you execute the uh, death penalty on this entity, that is two entities, um, there is a portion of, there's like a portion of this whole that had no involvement in any of the events. It was impossible is going to die. Yeah. Um, like, you know, that, like, you know, that an innocent is going to die. Um, and so one guy's doing, he's like, Oh no, revenge. And the other guy's like, Oh, well they're different. Cause reasons. Cause I like my friend. Yeah. And you know, like that, that's a good question, but I feel like we don't, we don't hit that question head on enough. We don't, I, and because I feel the like it's pretty simple. For me, I feel like you could have done this more with Trill culture. Like Trill could have come out of the woodwork, not like some kind of random dude to give like his anecdotal evidence on Trill, and could be more like, oh, the Trill government or Trill philosophy or Trill art or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, we don't get really any of that. It's just Trill's almost kind of like this, uh, like you've caught the flu. <laughs> You have ringworms uh, that are called trill, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You just make sure that the ringworms survive after you die. I guess it's your only obligation. <laughs> and, here, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. Curzon was stripping his wife? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Curzon. like, I, I imagine, like, in Cisco's mind, it's like, damn it, Curzon. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you're killing me. Even after you're dead, you're killing me. Oh, yeah. I mean, my impression is that Curzon is that type of friend. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like the, uh, in the good times, it's great to be around. But like, when you hear about that friend from other people, you're like, really? Fuck. Shit, <laughs> 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 yeah. of course, Of course he did. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he have? Like, yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, this is kind of interesting, too. So we get the, we have some incriminating, like, right now... Yeah, you know, before this scene, we had the the wife and Kurz, uh, the wife and the general were kind of our two inscrutable characters because one's dead and one's like, oh, it's the widow. Um, yeah. And so now we're grilling the widow, uh, and she's yeah. like, hey, listen, that dude that they built statues for was a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, and I love it. And Odo's doing his investigation thing to find something really important. Yeah, and, I, and it is kind of interesting too, you know, because it you see behind a curtain of history that we don't 
like the normal populace doesn't usually get a window into and granted yes this is fiction but this is so believable that it's had to have happened in human history like some person that we thought was cool um was actually a dick in real life and you know i mean i think of the founding fathers being slave owners as you know part of something like that um but you know it's yeah it's the these are are flawed human characters but if we say look they also possess these virtues and therefore we should venerate them then we're we're venerating the virtues and does the person you know does it matter so much how much they lived up to that um it does to some extent but you also need these cultural touchstones to to unify people around things i mean i think that my personal preference would be just leaning into the mud like leading into just the flawed nature of all humans and the 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 kind of universal suffering we all share um, to just say, hey, look, um, he did a good thing. He was a shitty person, but let's focus on the good thing um, and try to do what we can to uh, remunerate the shitty aspects. Um, I think. So, I think so, that, like, God, I think an educated civilization could deal with that. Yeah. Um, where people are like, hey, look, things are nuanced. Yeah. But yeah, we were talking in the pre-roll about how. Like good ideas and complicated ideas get kind of hammered down into the simpler versions of them that you yeah. can you can market to people, yeah. either you know market for money or market in terms of, of making yeah. policy or, or making uh, yeah. promulgate through through society. Yeah, look at oh, yeah. this. So <laughs> Cisco's like, so I read that as like, man, you're a woman and I would hit you, but in the pre-roll you're talking about how like what if it was like, man, if. If you weren't a young individual, I would tototally take you as the old fifty year old Curzon Dex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a pretty generous reading of it, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. The... Well, it would have been funnier for sure, but uh it is yeah, we we've definitely gotten two aspects of just, oh, women can't be hit because reasons. Yeah. And and Judzi is doing something, but it's just calling up more Curzon stuff. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I, if the, if this episode, and I don't know, but if this episode is like act one of a multi-act play of like, of uh, Jazia Dax growing into a more like nuanced character, then cool. I'll, I'll take this whole episode of just yeah. like her like doing nothing. Um, yeah. But if this is it, <laughs> if this is all we get, uh, yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah. And now he's leaning on his... His duty is not to protect the lives under people at his command. His duty as a Starfleet officer is is the truth. Not to keep consequences away from the people under his command. Yeah. His consequences to... His, his duty is to the Federation. It's to justice. Yep. Not to, to keep consequences from happening to his officers. Now, these are unfair consequences, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, at the very least, you know, Jadzi has done nothing wrong. Yeah, and she's kind of indirectly pointing to, like, some trill stuff. It's like, hey, listen, I had to, like, it's an honor to be, like, a host to a trill. But, like, I knew that there was a lot of stuff. Like, I knew that there's this possibility. Like, you just roll the dice. And if you get a serial rapist trill, then, oh, well, gotta live with those memories. (laughs) Like, we never really, we never really talk about, like, yes, the human part or the host part has to do all this effort to become the host. But... Does the trill also do anything to deserve like a new host? Like it's kind of like an organ organ donor. Yeah. We don't give someone a new liver if they're going to continue to be an alcoholic. Right. And I, I think you can clearly see that Curzon 
the the host of Curzon or the combination of Curzon and Dax yeah. made this licentious man who fucked <laughs> a general's wife in the middle of the war. <laughs> who cucked a general in a civil war while trying to negotiate <laughs> yeah. peace. Um, yeah. It was like, oh, but he loved her. I'm like, I mean, yeah, but how, it was weird that she didn't know about whenever he yeah. died or nothing. Like, yeah, they didn't I exchange mean, letters. Did he, yeah, but okay. exactly. He didn't send um, a memo or like a strippogram or something. So, so the dick slinging was part of the Curzon Dax paradigm, which Jadzia doesn't seem to have inherited at all. Um, yeah. As an academic question, though, like if there was a, a symbiote who's just a bad influence, and I can only see um, a bad Santa spinoff called Bad Bad, bad Symbiote. <laughs> yeah. It's got like a little worm on the front of it, like a little yeah. shell. Well, worm. yeah, and it would be like uh, like he's the got guy. a cigarette and a little forty ounce. The, yeah, the host is like the, the host like wakes up from like whatever like you know like they get knocked out for a while and they wake up after a seizure or something. They they start interfacing with everything, and it's like oh, <laughs> I got the bad one. Yeah. Oh my god. I was trying to feel like what failed actor can we put in there? But you know what? Actually, I think that might be the plot of Venom. I didn't see Venom, but that might be the plot of Venom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I but yeah, I they they have little pools, and I'm sure that if if a symbiont was like determinedly a dick, yeah, they they put him in the pools and be like, you don't get to be in a person anymore. Or maybe like, they just get an allowance, like, hey, listen, um, you can be a dick for exactly one life, but that next life has to be on the level, or else, uh, no more hosts. Look, you can go into Wilford Brimley, and he's like, Wilford <laughs> Brimley, yeah, you're not gonna get any into any trouble in Wilford Brimley, <laughs> yeah. It's like you got 10 or 20 years at the most, yeah. and that's it. So I like this argument here where he's like, hey, listen, uh, tell me what it's like to become a host. And he's like, oh, I had to do all this stuff. It was very academic, very strenuous. And it's like, hey, listen, all that stuff that you had, um, all that stuff that you have, when did you get it? It was like, oh, way before I was a host. Ah, so you have 20 years of being an innocent non-murderer, non-treasoner <laughs> before yeah. you became a host. Uh, and then this guy's going to be like, did you understand the consequences? Like, which is, I think, a veiled question because, mm. and I'm glad that we don't finish it because can you really understand those consequences? I would say no. Um, you can understand the idea of those consequences, but the literal consequences, I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not so convinced. I don't know. I, mean, I, I feel like the end user license agreement for becoming a troll <laughs> would have to be pretty long. Oh yeah, it would have to be super long, like fill a room. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. She, she, she's looking at the form. There's like a little trill in a, in a jar. She's like, you f*** too? Oh, <laughs> what geez. is all of this? Two <laughs> extradition treaties out for your name? What the hell? Okay, this one's a murder. Okay, yeah. it's a murder. What is up with that? <laughs> um, and so this is kind of like, uh, I guess... So I guess this is where we learn that the prosecutor is really a daddy's boy. And uh, daddy's boy is about like to have his hero um you know i, I don't know yeah. what, what do you call it when you lose like the the shine of i don't know like like you enjoy looking at a person and then you learn that they they suck adulthood isn't there like a thing yeah i don't know meeting the, your parents uh, as an his adult, yeah. the rose colored glasses that's it like he can no there longer you. look at his dad with rose colored glasses because uh turns out uh he was done to do oh we don't learn that we just like oh listen uh, I was, I was <laughs> that side. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, dude. Like Nailed that. Eye, that eye is 
is both well done. You could have done this sooner, and I'm glad this is over. <laughs> I don't even know if it was necessary. I think they were just tracking her leaving. She's like, you know what? Anne Haney's done here, but she's going to throw in a little extra. Side eye. Done. I liked it. I thought it was good. And so, th- did we get the kind one of the take up? straight to the trailer? <laughs> and, and we and we get <laughs> one take straight to the trailer. So this is where we get the wrap up. Where uh, you know we're getting why was she talking? And it's like, oh well, it turns out um, this hero was going to betray like the people that rose up and uh, like yeah. won the war. He was going to betray them because he was a shitbird. But yeah. the the rebels, I guess, either didn't believe him or whatever, and they killed him anyway. That's um, so great. And like they kept that secret for the yeah. sake of like this society, and also for um, you know this in, you know they bundled in this indiscretion because it would also somewhat tarnish it. Yeah, and it's like uh, you know, it, would it have been right if it would have like destroyed national unity? Would it have been right to reveal that lie to save Dax? That would be an interesting question. I mean, I I would think yes, it would be good. If your national unity is based on a lie, then you know. Uh, I mean, I, I would disagree, lies. but yeah, it would be an interesting question for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't deny that there's like a compelling alternative yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Um, and you know, I mean, so uh, we, this is kind of your introduction into. Um, how uh, complicated trills are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I wonder if, like, somebody videotaped all of this. Or, like, you know how, um, you know, if you go work at, like, some kind of, you know, grocery store or whatever, they sit you down and it's like, all right, let's talk about safety. You got to watch, like, the safety video. And it's, like, 20 years old or whatever. I wonder if, like, Trill have that same video. So now you're going to become a host. <laughs> and it's, like... You have, it's like two weeks long. <laughs> you have yeah. to watch and, the whole thing. <laughs> and, and I want to tell you guys before I put this tape in, it's mostly Curzon Dax. <laughs> it's, most, it's all Curzon, really. Curzon actually had this made because he felt that it was important. But really, we think it was just his ego. <laughs> but somehow he, he's got it as part of the process now. We can't rewrite it. So um, enjoy the video, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, um, now, that they're in, now that we're into the groove, next week is going to be Tapestry for Star Trek The Next Generation. If you want to see our take on tapestry, just watch the last episode of The Beige and the Bold, Face of the Enemy. And uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, remember Rand. Remember Rand.